B, verse 14, For this reason I bow my knee to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Not to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. He's able to do beyond what we could even dream of. So our slogan for the new year is 2010, vision beyond normal. Travel back in time 200 years to the lifetime of John Newton. Remember, he was a former slave uh, salesperson, trader, became pastor and hymn writer, wrote the glorious hymn, Amazing Grace. He was known for unbelievable answers to his prayers. When asked about it, he encouraged people to ask large. He called it large asking. And referred to an alleged tale from the life of Alexander the Great, where he wanted a man's daughter for his wife. And the father asked an outrageous sum of money for his daughter. And Alexander agreed to it and sent the man to his treasurer. The treasurer refused, refused to pay and went to Alexander and said, this is ridiculous. You know that a wife is much cheaper than this price that you're asking. Alexander said, yes, but I want to give it to him because he has honored me by asking so great a sum. It does not honor the Lord to ask itsy-bitsy little prayers. You know, Lord, could you spare some change? Start asking big. We don't want our backslid kids just to come back to God. We want them to be missionaries. Amen? Church planters. We don't want them just to stop singing for the devil. We want them to sing for the Lord around the world. Amen. Hallelujah. C.S. Lewis preached a sermon entitled The Weight of Glory. He said, our Lord, our Lord finds our desires too weak, not too strong. We are half-hearted creatures, fooling around with alcohol and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered us. Like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in the ghetto because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea. We are far too easily pleased. In this new year, let's go for more than just surviving saints. Amen. Let's go for thriving. Reminded of a story of a little boy who was in a candy store and the owner of the store took a liking to him and said, hey, reach inside this jar of lollipops and grab as many as you can and you can have them. To his mother's dismay, suddenly the little boy appeared sheepish, somewhat cowardly, and he said, you do it to the owner. So the owner reached in, 
grabbed as many as he could and handed them to the little boy. And as they exited the store, the mother said, son, what got into you? You're usually not so cowardly. Why didn't you reach in the jar? Little boy said, because his hand is bigger than mine. Hallelujah. He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we could ask or think, and the Amplified Version says, or even dream of. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think according to the power that works in us to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations. How about it, generations, church? Believe for this promise for this year. Here's an eye chart. In the doctor's office, you'll see it on the wall and they'll have a line marked at 20 foot from the wall. Now they have technology where they can just stick something on your eye and they just read it and come up with the reading. But Back in the old days, this was called the Sneller or the Snellner, Sellner, the Sneller chart, I believe is what it was called. And if you could see the big E and nothing else, you needed some thick glasses. <laughs> but if you could see P-H-U-N-T-D-Z, you had 20-20 vision. But if you could read N-P-X-T-Z-F-H, you had 2015 vision meaning what the normal person has to stand at 15 feet to be able to see, you're able to see from, 15, from 20 feet. And uh, there wasn't room on my screen to add to the rest of the chart, but there's another line below it. And if you could read that, you had 2010 vision. And then below that in really fine print, it said made in New York or China or somewhere. If you could read that, you were lying. You had memorized it when you came in the office. 2010 vision beyond the norm. Last time I spoke two Sundays ago, we encouraged us ourselves in the Lord to leave the past behind. Leave it behind. I know we have regrets from the past, but if you don't watch it, regrets will eat your lunch and you'll try to medicate on something to ease the pain and come up with another thing to be regretted about. This whole world concept of just, just live in the moment and not consider the consequences is foolish. You better live for more than just the moment. Live with your eye on the prize, your eye on the future. Press for the goal, for the high prize of the calling of God that is in Christ Jesus. Press toward that mark. So live for more than just the moment. Leave the past behind. Declare our independence from the tyranny of human opinions. The declaration of independence begins in the second paragraph with these words. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I then added this to it for our declaration of independence from the tyranny of human opinions. We do not hereby declare ourselves to be independent from being enslaved to what people think, while we will love and serve others as God enables us, we will no longer be controlled by fear of their disapproval and persecution. Can I get an amen? amen. While seeking to give our allegiance to God and the rightly divided word of God, the Bible, we commit ourselves to resist pride and haughtiness in this matter and to love and fear God only. 
To love our fellow man as ourselves without fearing them shall continue to be our priority. Without trying to offend others, we are now free to obey God even if it does offend others. Amen. Amen. To live a life beyond the norm, we've got to live for more than being happy. I know the Declaration of Independence, which isn't in the Bible, says that the unalienable rights of humanity is life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But if all you're doing is pursuing happiness, you're not going to be happy for long. Because happiness is like a carrot. You know, in the old days when they plowed fields with a donkey, I understood, I don't know if they ever did it, uh, that you could put a carrot on the end of a stick and put it out just in front of the donkey and the donkey would pursue the carrot and plow the field in the process. Happiness, to make happiness your pursuit and priority in life, I just want to be happy. To make that your purpose in life is to set yourself up to be disappointed every day, really. The way to be happy is to be fulfilled. And the way to be fulfilled is to find your God-given purpose and pursue that. And when you see God using you, joy comes. Joy comes. Anytime we uh, do an outreach of any sort, joy just fills our hearts, doesn't it? It's the pleasure of God. Uh, if you've seen, who's seen the movie Chariots of Fire? I don't remember the name of the guy, but it's about a runner who refused to run on Sundays because of his commitment to God. And uh, his sister was a missionary to China, and she wondered why he could be so carnal and participate in sports. Eventually, he did become a missionary to China. And he told her, he says, I don't understand it. He was Scottish. But when I run, I feel the pleasure of God. That's where joy is, is bringing joy to his heart. Amen. Look for evangelistic opportunities. Why is the church still here? To worship? Yeah. But aren't we going to worship up there? Yes. yes. So what, are, what can we do here that's not going to be done, done up there? Evangelism. Look for opportunities. When necessary to use words, otherwise loving actions to communicate the love of God. And love is spelled T-I-M-E. Give part of your life to blessing the heathen and the undeserving. Amen. This Haiti thing is a powerful opportunity. Look for the downtrodden and do what you can to help. Be willing to send out those God sins. Two Sundays ago, we prayed for Andy. Thursday, he left. Send him to Florida to pursue God's will there. The Lord opened a door. They couldn't turn down. It was clear it was time, and, and he's gone. But we sow him, expecting a return. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Be willing. It's God's agenda, not our own agenda. If if you hold on to everything, you'll not prosper. Amen? The generous soul shall be made rich. Glad somebody didn't say fat. (laughs) You know how to trap a monkey? Get some kind of container and fill it with something he wants. And shut it up tight where he can't get to it. And then put a hole in that container just big enough for his hand to reach through. 
And he'll reach through that hole to get that candy or that fruit or whatever he wants and grab it. And because the hole is just big enough for his hand to go through, he can't get it off. And he's too greedy to let go of it. And he's trapped. It's a monkey trap. Let go of everything God wants. Amen. Let it go. And you'll be free and fulfilled and released. And uh, the devil won't get your lunch. In Acts 13, the Lord uh, spoke to the church that was fasting and praying and said, Separate to me, the church in Antioch, Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then having fasted and prayed, they laid hands on them and sent them away. What if the church in Antioch wasn't willing to be obedient to that? Paul might never have written over half the New Testament. Uh, The gospel may not have reached North America yet. (laughs) So it's the agenda of God, not our own. We're not trying to build our own kingdom and our own nest. We're trying to build the kingdom, amen, to do our part to do it. Now, adding two more points to that sermon. Increase your willingness to embrace change. Increase your willingness to embrace change. You really don't have, we really don't have a choice. Things are changing, are they not? Let's face that fact. Stop mourning about the good old days. And let's move forward. You know, when people talk about the good old days, they're only focusing on the good of the past, not the bad. I've got a book entitled, The Good Old Days Weren't So Good. And it's stories of how this nation lived in the 17 and 1800s, where sewer ran through the streets like a river, where pigs ran wild in New York City, and crap was everywhere. It was just disgusting in the United States of America. Uh, anyway, I won't go on with that. But you, you face the fact. It's, it's better now than it was back then. It is. Thank God for the good things. Forget those things that are behind. Let's press towards the mark. Amen. Prepare to grow. Grow in every area of our life. Grow in knowing God. Grow in making Him known. Grow in your ministry here and in Granbury and wherever the Lord sends you. Grow in serving your spouse and your family. Grow in doing the work of evangelism. Grow in unity with all the saints and even the ain'ts. Grow in your knowledge of the word. Grow in fullness of the spirit. Grow in the love of God. Grow in faith. Grow in learning how to live and overcome feelings. Grow in Christ-likeness. Grow in servanthood. Grow in your identity in Christ. And grow in the church, with the church. Let's watch this. Ready?
By saying we are the church, we're not saying we are the only church in Granbury. We're one of many expressions of the church in this community, are we not? Thank God for all the other expressions. As the Lord wills, and by faith in him, I want to share four things that I would like for us to pray for, push for, believe for, and work toward this year. Number one, for the next season, we'll begin hosting believers meetings here on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. for the next season for the edification of the saints beginning February 24th. Who would participate in that? Amen. Number two, with our Sunday services becoming more evangelistic, we hope to grow to 300 in Sunday attendance this year. In 07, I noticed we were shrinking in size. And with any healthy church, there's always going to have some turnover. People move, they get transferred, or they feel led to go to another church. You're always going to have that. And if more people join the church than leave the church, the church grows. But if less people join the church than leave the church, the church shrinks. I noticed that there were about 10 other churches in our community. Last year I noticed this, about 10 other churches in our community, very similar to ours in worship style and the way we conduct services, and they were all shrinking. In fact, one of them is for sale. Uh, one used to run over 100, and for the last two years it's been running in the 30s, one on the edge of the county there. And so it kind of got my attention. And um, about nine months or so ago I began to see a coach to seek counsel from him. Even our mother church, Shady Grove Church, is around 500 people now, max, and they used to run 2,500. And it's like, Alan, you better, get, you better get a grip. And instead of just following the trend of where you used to go to church, the culture's changed. You're having guests come. Guests were coming. You need to be a better steward of your guests. Otherwise, you're going to have to get a job. So I did that, and we made some changes, some pretty radical changes. And thank God for those who stayed and helped us uh, make these changes. Can you give yourselves a hand? <laughs> Hallelujah. So hopefully in the next season, the Wednesday night meetings will help make up for what we're lacking when we made those changes. I believe the church is here to be victorious. I believe it is about more than crowds, but it is about reaching people. And if you reach two people, that's two people. I mean, oh, you're getting into numbers. Well, there's a book in the Bible called Numbers. They counted folks in the book of Acts. They counted folks in Jesus' ministry. So numbers isn't where it's at. It's people that's where it's at. And so we've attempted to make our services more palatable, and there's some people that have joined us since we made these changes that had you visited us two years ago, you probably wouldn't have come back. Uh, we were kind of a place where even some of our own members were afraid to bring guests because they didn't want to be embarrassed. Anyway, hallelujah. Not pointing fingers at anyone but myself. Everything rises and falls on leadership. And if a leader isn't courageous, he can't blame anyone but himself. Amen? Hallelujah. Number three, to facilitate such growth, we hope, this is as the Lord wills and by faith in him, to go to two Lord's Day services by September or sooner, from 9 to 10.15 and from 
to 11.45, the Lord willing. He can enable us to do it. you believe we can do it? Amen. Amen. Uh, to do this, we'll take more volunteers, more servants. So we are servants of the Lord, are we not? So begin to pray and bounce some ideas off of me that you have how we can do this. There's no sense in enlarging our facilities without maximizing the use of them. Thank God for 108 paid parking spaces back here. Thank you. Give yourselves a hand for your faithfulness in giving. Hallelujah. Number four, because this is about the lost and not just crowds, I believe we should participate in seasonal community outreaches, not just once a year, but every season do something to reach out to bless Granberry. Beginning with the Love Granberry weekend this spring, which I think comes up at the end of March. So this quarter we want to do an outreach to the city of Granberry. How many believe we can do it? Is this really hard? No. Is it for our glory? No. It's for the glory of God. Amen. And number five, today we're going to lay hands on our new youth pastor which is a ministry function similar to that of an evangelist. I don't know if you realize when Andy left, we lost a staff evangelist. Because when they go into the schools every week, they're there pastoring and encouraging and pestering their kids in their own youth group. But the youth pastors of this city that do this, thank God for the freedom they have to do this, are out there reaching out to new kids, to kids that are hurting and lost and feel abandoned and know they need the Lord or kids that are away from the Lord. And so praise the Lord uh, at Andy's recommendation and at his acceptance. Here is Andy's replacement. We're going to lay hands on him today. Talking about Shane Mackey. Bless you, Shane. Hallelujah. As the new youth pastor for the Congregation of Generations Church of Granbury, Shane Mackey, the single father of two beautiful daughters, is a mighty man of God who's been changing tires at Walmart, being faithful, and batteries, who will build on what those who've served in this ministry before him have built and in harmony with those who are serving. If you'd like to help him, we have a system called the Guardian System where we'll train you for working with kids. You have to pass a background check meaning if you have ever been convicted of a felony that is, that is a, a felony that's considered a crime against persons. Um, if, if that is your case, if you've been convicted of a felony that's considered a crime against persons, then you can serve in any other area of ministry in the church, just not with youth and children. Sorry about that. Jesus forgives, but America does not, and we don't want you to be hurt. But if you've not been convicted of that kind of felony, you can work with our youth and children under his authority. Amen. And with him. So by all means, let's encourage this young man. Pray for him. Lift him up. Let's make him successful for the glory of God. Amen. Amen. Thank God for Andy and Jeff and Sean and Yvette and others who've served the youth over the years. And thank God that Shane is here to help carry the race on because this church is about reaching the next generation. 
Amen. It's in our name. It's what it's all about. If we just reach our own generation, we have failed. There's far too many non-denominational churches that are here one day and gone the next. I want this church to be here for hundreds of years, should the Lord tarry. Hopefully not in this building, but the, the congregation of believers. Amen. Let's stand. In a moment, I'm going to call the ministry team forward to pray for those who um, have needs. Leslie gave a word to encourage you to receive prayer and encouragement today. We would be here to pray with you. Kelly will put on some music in a minute. But first, I'm going to pray, and with the ministry team, Shane will come forward and just stand over here, brother, and those of you that would like to pray for him, lay hands on him, encourage him, um, come on up and minister to Shane as well. Father, we thank you so much for your goodness and your mercy and your grace. We pray, Lord, for those that are here who do not know you or who have fallen away from you, I pray, Lord, that you would reveal yourself to them in undeniable ways. May they know that you're real and that you love them. Lord, use us to be a voice and a hand extended from yours to reach the lost and the fallen in this community. In Jesus' name, God, we thank you for this new year, this fresh start, this new beginning. Thank you, Lord, for Shane. Lord, use us to encourage him today. Thank you, Lord, for our prayer team. Lord, use us to pray big prayers, to ask large for your people today. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Prayer team, come on forward. If you'd like to receive prayer, go ahead and come on down with them. They're going to line up across the front, and Shane's going to stand over here. Um, Actually, Shane, stand over there by those chairs. There there we go, good. All right, prayer team, if you all could come up here. Come on up here, all right, there we go. There's our new youth minister, Shane Mackey, and here's the prayer team here to pray for you. Praise the Lord. Let's respond and receive prayer, amen, for the new year. Praise God. You're free to go if you must go.